2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the 1865 match report. Uh, we're writing, uh, recording this uh, the morning after a 2-1 defeat at home to Arsenal. Um, Forrest made three changes to the team that played uh, last week. Uh, Nuno Tavares is ineligible against his old club uh, Yates and Hudson-Odoi were replaced by Gibbs-White and Nico Williams So we started with Turner in goal A back four of Montiel, Omabamadeli, Murillo and Toffolo uh, In midfield we had Mangala and Danilo alongside Dominguez and Williams And I'll talk a little bit about the formation in a bit And then up front we had Gibbs-White just behind Chris Wood uh I've been joined by Tom Newton who was at the game as well but uh just before that a uh, quick summary of the um, of the the events so in the first half uh, according to me we had a majestic defensive display there were no shots on target that I'm aware of we spent most of the game trapped in our own half sitting very very deep but we did excellent work cutting out their passing lanes and not falling for the traps that Arsenal were trying to set to get us to come forwards in the second half, uh, Wood came off replaced by uh, Taiwo Yi, which was a welcome surprise. And there was much more attacking intent from Forrest, including also getting the first shot on target of the game. But we were undone by mistakes, which is an all too common issue for us. So, uh, Tom, how was it for you? Well, first and
1: foremost... The, it was hard to work out the formation regarding the midfield because, obviously, Danilo was in there, Mangala was in there, Dominguez. And then we didn't know where Williams was kind of going to play. But um, I think it was just a matter of making the um, midfield compact because, obviously, they will, you, you know that you're going to concede a lot of possession against Arsenal with uh, Saka, Odegaard, Declan Rice just keep turning the ball over and everything. But first off, defensively, we was absolutely sounding, like you've said, no shots on target. Um, Omar and Murillo um, had a really good game uh, for us. And um, I I think when when you look at Arsenal and everything, you just kind of think when they've got like Saka and players like that, you just know that they're going to hurt you. And I thought they didn't really bother us. I mean, they had a lot of the ball and they did look dangerous. But Turner hasn't, at this point, hasn't had a save to make, which um, going at 0-0, regroup and everything. And I think it was a case of like keep it quiet for an hour, then unleash Langer and Awani. Yeah. And obviously, Awani came on because Chris Wood was feeling, according to Nuno, in his post-match. So I think the game plan, it, it was clear to see. And it was working because yeah. we just, like you said, we didn't fall into the traps what Arsenal were trying to set. And um, yeah, I, I thought, it first half um, without seeing too much of the ball, I thought it was a, a decent performance on Forrest.
2: Yeah, I just want to say, so I, I thought it was basically a 4-4-2, which is like a throwback formation in some ways, but it was that, that so that we had um, Dominguez and Williams basically helping out the full and preventing any attacks from the flanks. So Arsenal had to go through the middle. And one of the things yeah. I noticed, there was one point where Dominguez, I think it was um, maybe Zinchenko or something, and um, was coming up the wing, and Dominguez was kind of standing off him and the bloke behind me suddenly yelled, get closer to him, get closer to him. But I looked across and there was like three Arsenal players behind um, Dominguez and Dominguez just cut off the passing lane. So all Zinchenko could do was play it forward to Saka and Toflo just took it off him. And I was like, that's yes. what we were doing. We were just giving them only yeah. bad options.
1: Yeah, and I noticed that they were doubling up on Saka because obviously we know uh, how dangerous he is when he cuts in on the left and which he did get his goal on the night uh, later on uh, via mistake. But um, yeah, I noticed quite a few times when he was on that right side, Toffle went out to him and it was a combination of Domingo sometimes went out and doubled up on him or Danilo or Mangala. Yeah. And it worked. And like I said, we kept them quiet for, um, for the first half. I mean, they had a lot of the ball, but they didn't really do much with it. Uh, I mean, there was that deflected, Shot what went just over the bar and then that one what uh, just whistled past the post for a corner kind of thing. But um, but yeah, um, first and foremost, yeah,
2: points were defensively sound, especially in the first half last night. The other thing I noticed was um, like when we played Brighton, they kept on putting their foot on the ball and inviting us to press them. And then we fell for it and then they'd just go through the holes. Whereas yeah. Arsenal were trying that all through the first half, Ray and um, Zinchenko especially. And again, yeah. this bloke behind me was yelling, press him, press him. But we didn't. And it suddenly meant that, they, well, they had to try and pass through us and they couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I, I got how we, yeah, the game plan was last night. But I did joke at the, uh, to my dad next to me. I said, well, when um, the groundsman come out at half-time, they only have to pitchfork the one half because we haven't <laughs> even been in the other half. And that what actually happened. Because I, I usually go to uh, downstairs uh, for the toilet and everything. But I'm going to see what the groundsman actually do. And the uh <laughs> did the half what um well the um the trend end um off the pitch because that's why um I <laughs> Arsenal were attacking you see so uh, but uh, no i think the game plan was, was going according to plan um last night but as we'll, we'll mention in a minute you can't legislate for costly mistakes uh, especially at this level
2: so yep yeah, so second half comes out um sees Taiwo come on for Chris Woods as he mentioned, uh, Nuno said it was illness and he came on a bit earlier than we wanted um, I did think he looked a bit rusty, but he definitely gave uh, Saliba something different to think about, and you could yeah. see how much we missed him straight away. Um, and because of that, we also—I think—we we probably played with a bit more attacking intent. Um, and it was us that forced the first shot on target. Uh, I think it was Williams, no Toffolo, maybe that had a header, but um, yeah, that uh, forced a save out of them. But then they got a save straight after. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to talk about him later on, but I have to say there was a fantastic save from Turner as well at um, about 10 minutes in. Yeah, as I mentioned
1: on the pod previously, and we'll mention it a bit more in depth in a couple of uh, minutes, but I even applauded that. I thought it was a a decent save because it took a deflection and obviously he's had to like... redirect himself and uh, to get him in the way of the shots and even I applauded that I thought yeah that was a good save um, from him and I'm not being like patronising or anything like that I thought it was um, a decent save but a couple of minutes later that was um, yeah. all done but well, going I mean, back to a one-e, a one-e- you know. um, he had a um, like What was trying to play him through but there was one chance in the first half which Wood had and I think he got, got away from his um, man and he was going into the area and we was like thinking if that was a one he would be away but um, with Chris Wood he, he probably hasn't got that burst of pace um, yeah. But, um, but yeah it was a very much a welcome return to the uh, squad for Taro last night because uh, even though Chris Wood's um, had a decent return with so many goals in so many games or whatever it is um, yeah just have another decent striker um, then they can like um, chop and change kind of thing keep yeah. the boat fresh from now until the end of the season so it was a welcome return uh, as you say I, as well, uh,
2: you could see Saliba just didn't know, really know what to do with him. He kept on putting yeah. Him on the floor.
1: Yeah, and he gave him a toy time, didn't he? At the end, which um, on the first game of the season, and obviously the goal what uh, Taro scored last season too were keepers in the Premier League. But uh, but yeah, it was a welcome return. But. Um,
2: so we have yeah. to return to that man. Um, so as we just mentioned Turner's save. Um, shortly after that, actually, he as well, there was a cross that came in and he, he caught it really, really confidently. And stupidly, I jinxed it by going, he's having a good game here. Uh, but, <laughs> um, I, but um he's, yeah, Arsenal he's, broke down their left. Um, Williams had the ball, got a bit clattered, claimed for a foul, but it went out for a throw in. Uh, they threw the ball in jesus jesus has the ball on the byline cuts inside uh no angle whatsoever and makes a shot i think it's hit the side netting and then i'm like oh no it's not
1: yeah i mean we're a bit all over the place because i think williams we was like saying what you're doing kind of thing because he was never going to win that free kick and hmm. um, we're a bit all over pro, uh place they take the quick throw um montiel just lets um, he's just w- run past him on Van didn't close the space, which sometimes happens when you're bit all over the place, things like that happen. And he hasn't, you know, if he's absolutely smashed it at turning, it's gone, and you can kind of think, yeah, he should be saving that, but he has it, if he doesn't get any pace on it. And when a goalkeeper it becomes the common topic of all the podcasts from a forest contingent throughout the season and not for positives. You know you've got a problem yep. and he's a clown. Honestly, is it whoever signed or wrote off the, well, the seven million we spent on him has got blood on their hands because they've given him a four-year deal and some people have said it's data-led. What data have they looked at to think he was... Just because you play for Arsenal as a number two doesn't mean you're going to be any good as a number one. And I joked last night on um, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. And I says, Artes was probably fought in the season, um, in the um, summer. How am I going to beat Forest at the city Ground? I told him what, I told our our goalkeeper. <laughs> and he's gifted them. It, we were like, we, we were solid at that point. Uh, depending on, Omba Bamidale and Murillo, they were superb last night. The game plan was going according to plan. When you've got a goalkeeper who's handicapping you, all the good work by chucking a goal in no uh, he's he's going to relegate us and, and I, if I was I think they will be doing it this whole morning and if not they've been doing it for the last couple of weeks I'll be scouring the globe with the best military surveillance equipment to find a goalkeeper who can keep goal for us because he's that bad and um, yeah I, he's he's awful honestly and like I says, um like Leicester had problems with their goalkeepers last season didn't they as soon as the mm. uh, the void the massive void what left by Schmeichel and then Danny Ward came in and Everson come in and there was no, there's no trust in them two and we've got the same problem now. Every time the ball comes near turn, I have to turn away because I just think, because I sit up just above the away fans and I'm thinking, they're going to be cheering in a minute because he's going to mm. like, and there was one last night where um, the ball come in and Odegaard's like running at him and he's like dead jittery and if Odegaard was a split second quicker, he'd got something on that and potentially... Uh, with Odegaard, he probably would have like, got the ball dead and then just knocked it into an empty net. And um, But yeah, I've said it before. We've, we should have given the world to Samba if we could. Because um, we spent a lot of money on goalkeepers who obviously can't goalkeep. <laughs> they're, they're that yeah. bad. And um, I, think I, I, I generally do think Turner will relegate us this season if we keep persevering with them. Because if you make one mistake as a goalkeeper, fair enough, it happens. To you're annoyed but it happened but when it's the eighth from ninth and it's not just like over a few seasons this is this season
2: mm-hmm. and yeah I, I think it's an absolute liability and I read a, this wasn't related to football but I read a, a good quote this morning which was um, a mistake's only a mistake if it happens twice but as you say it's happened nine he must have cost us like 12-15 points already and Given yeah. we'll come back to this, but given our situation, that's a lot of points to lose. The, the uh, joke, this is a joke, this is,
1: but you know that programme, um, Seconds to Disaster, about mm-hmm. uh, well, the National Geographic Channel? They'll be doing one on turn in a couple of years because it's a chain of events and then the ultimate disaster, it could be, like I said, relegation. Um, and yeah, Forest need to find a goalkeeper who's capable. And, and the worst thing about it, somebody signed him off on a four-year deal. <laughs> And it's it's eye watering when you look at the numbers and, and everything. So, uh, but um, but yeah, like, we we looked all right um, up until that point. And then he chucks that one in, then then obviously there's another mistake with Monty I, out, sit, so.
2: I sit by the halfway line, and the the most telling thing to me was you could see the players trudging back to the half halfway line for to to restart the game, and they all looked disgusted, absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't. They were. They were heartbroken at the goal going in. You could tell it was. They were disgusted. That,
1: yeah. Once that the trust goes with a goalkeeper, that that's it. And Steve Hodge mentioned to never trust a goalkeeper because <laughs> if they make a mistake, it's quite telling that a goal usually comes from it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a catalogue now, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it, we're, we're going into our next catalogue of mistakes because that's how it is uh, with yeah. him. So, well, but then. But That's the alternatives team. at the moment are, are no better, are they? Blacker has had his um, had his problems, and you got Hennessy, who's his first choice for for a reason because he's getting on a bit. Then you're relying on George Shelby, aren't you? And yeah. you can't thrust a young kid in and with that pressure on him. So, uh, yeah, fighting the next um, few days, they've got to get a goalkeeper. They've got
2: to. Anyway, unfortunately, that wasn't the only mistake of the, the evening. As um, Forrest went up for a corner, uh, ball spills out. Montiel, who was like one of the covering defenders on sort of on the halfway line, receives the ball, tries to play it down the wing, but instead gives it straight to Odegaard. Arsenal break very, very quickly. Forrest are outnumbered and uh, the ball goes across the D to Saka, who really can't miss from there.
1: Yeah, as soon as that mistake uh, happened, and and we was all over the shop. It was just a sense of inevitability that Saka was. As soon as he got to Saka, you just knew it was in. Mm. He's uh, an absolute superb footballer, and he's an absolute joy to watch, and um, and he's been brilliant for England, and he's been brilliant for um, for us. I mean, he is uh one of the best um wingers I- i'd say in world football at the moment i, hmm. I think he's that good uh, i think he's a superb talent and yeah so his um cause he's very gifted isn't he's um left foot right foot and i think he hit that in with his right foot didn't yeah. he and as soon as it come to him, i thought this is this is in this is and uh but it just set the trend didn't it the the first goal and then you just know that is a sense of inevitability that the second goal was soon going to follow because we would have been ch- chasing the game then and especially from our corner montiel you expect he didn't have a great game last night, did he? No. And you uh, expect a lot lot more from a uh, Argentinian World Cup winner. And there's no in between with Montiel, he's either good or bad. There's no in between with him. No. He, like he's one minute he's like he's an eight out of ten, and the next minute he's like a two out of ten. And yeah, you just players like that, it's a bit like Joe Warrell, isn't it? And I'm not yeah. saying he um he's as bad as Joe Worrell has been in certain games, but yeah, you just want a level of consistency and yeah, he hasn't shown it since um He's arrived kind of thing so um, then it's 2-0 and unfortunately the game's up um, to a certain extent Then, which we'll come on to in a minute about um, Awani getting a it yeah. was a consolation in the end but it
2: did give us a bit of hope didn't it? Well yeah so flight like for the I can't think that was about 70 minutes or something and then yeah so basically it was us pushing forwards but then leaving gaps for Arsenal to to scare us with and um, Luckily, they didn't manage to score again. And then, actually, in Montiel's favour, there was a point where the ball was in our half. Montiel had run right up the right wing and was screaming for the ball. And a long pass out to him. He receives it, pushes it into Taiwo. I thought, i have just said on our group chat, Taiwo looks really short of fitness. Maybe we put him on too early. And the yeah. ball sort of bounces off him, but somehow he recovers and pokes it home. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's an absolute nuisance, isn't he? You know, when he's like, because he's got that physique, you know, if he's in between two defenders, it's like some players like struggle to against two players, but he's like brought it down and obviously he's got a nice bounce of the ball and obviously swept it in uh, kind of thing. And that will give him, no end of confidence because um, I think um, I can't remember which it wasn't the last in, the injury what he just had I think it was one bit and it took him a couple of t- games to get going yeah. but um, but yeah that will give him a, a load of confidence and everything and like he says he's probably come on earlier than expected because thought, I, I reckon the game plan would have been keeping him at 0-0 until about 60 minutes and bring a Lang and a one on and with the illness to Chris Wood then obviously it's forced Muno to making that change so but uh, um, but, yeah, it's nice to have him and the Langer on the field. Then, obviously, you're going to get the AFCON lads uh, back. As, well, you're going to get near back, hopefully, at the weekend once he comes back. Is it in Naira Coast, the AFCON? Yeah. So, hopefully, he'll be back um, in England in the next couple of days and start planning. I, I, but, having said that, it, it, I think it would be strength on the bench because I don't think you can really um, drop on Bamadelli or Murillo. But, having said that, Murillo has played a lot of games. So, whether you just take him out the... Limelight for like a couple of games just to yeah. like recharge his batteries because now McKenna's gone. You've only got um, oh, you've only got Murillo and Nicarte as the left-sided central defenders. So yeah. but it'd been so. I think it's a nice luxury to have uh, in the next. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, that like Nuno can start resting players because you look at some players and they played a lot of games recently, especially with the cup uh, replays and the. Winter break, which never happened because obviously that replay at Blackpool. So it'd be nice to actually rest some players and they can recharge the batteries for this latter part of the season.
2: Definitely. So it wasn't all over for Taiwo. He had one more chance right at the death, but uh, couldn't put it home. Um, And then that was that. So 2-1 to Arsenal. A little bit of a scare for Arsenal at the end, but basically it was all a mistake for our own. It was all our own undoing. Uh, So we've got um, Chris Harwood here to tell us about the view from the opposition.
0: Arsenal arrived at the city ground in desperate need of building some momentum, whereas this time last year we held a commanding lead at the top. This season was proving much more challenging to put on a decent run, with a resurgent Liverpool setting the standard. Having said that, there has been positive signs in many games, with Arteta changing his game plan from a free-flowing style, resulting in goal fests, and now he aspires our team to control the game completely and squeeze the opposition in all parts of the pitch. There was further motivation for us on Tuesday night to beat a team managed by a former Spurs manager. With Tavares ineligible and potentially leaving for France anyway, it was great to see two other Forest players in action, Montiel and Murillo. Judging by today's performance, these two are going to have a vital role in your quest to stay up. After a bright start, the Forest players elected to do what it seems many teams aim to do against us now. Sit back from the start, let us play and watch us pass and pass and pass and then hit us on the break. That seemed to be the pattern for most of the first half. From an Arsenal fan's perspective, it is incredibly frustrating to watch our players, such as Saka and Odegaard, who are able to score some incredible goals and show some awesome movement, reduced to playing in this way. It is a bit like playing in treacle. With 81% possession at half-time and nothing to show for it, the second half started with some decent forest moves which seemed to wake us up a bit. We needed to stop trying to walk it in and show a more direct approach. But we seemed to switch, switch, then switch again with the aforementioned Montiella Murillo doing a sterling job at the back. Finally, after a great move from us, Jesus was slid in, hitting the post, but he wasn't denied for long as after a quick-thinking throw-in, Jesus finished well from a tight angle which Megs Turner. It was great to see a former Arsenal keeper lining up against us. No jokes. I thought he was a solid number two for us, but it seemed he doesn't have what it takes week in, week out in the Premier League. I hope he proves everyone wrong in the long run, as he's a great character. However, not today, as after going 1-0 up, we seem to relax, with Saka quickly finishing again after finally getting a bit of space past the frustrated Turner. There wasn't all plain sailing, though, as, after some slow defending from our back line, a lucky break enabled Awani to finish from close range against Raya. There was nearly more to come from him, with an equaliser looming in injury time, but thankfully his effort went straight into Raya's welcoming hands. My heart was in my mouth. With your recent form since Santos' arrival looking reasonable, I think you will do enough to avoid relegation, as long as the looming FFP decision is kind. Good luck for the rest of the season. Match report. 2024 is upon us, which means a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON, and of course Premier League action. Beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports Pub. Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King venue across that huge HD screen's huge. If you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on, and you'll also be supporting us here at 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. If you do in dry January, then Green King venues also offer a range of low and no alcohol options, so you don't have to settle for a worse sports-watching experience.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Okay, so um, that leaves us on, I think, 20 points. Uh, Reading a match report this morning, um, I hadn't realised this, but apparently at this point last season, we were on 24 points. So that's a pretty worrying position to be in, especially with the the, potential deduction hanging over our heads with Luton uh, demolishing Brighton last night. Uh, things are uh, looking a bit worrying for us so let's start with the obvious I think you made you, you, your feelings pretty clear on Matt Turner Yeah
1: so yeah, yeah we, need a, we need a goalkeeper hopefully uh, Gio Reyna is on his way to, on a loan deal because John Percy's basically confirmed that and Fabrizio Romano has confirmed that um, if we can get a couple of uh, more in and obviously I hope Mangala doesn't get sold but if he does get sold and it's Ten million pound plus profit. I can, I can see, I can see the reasons why he would go, um, kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, um, with the Afcon lads coming back, um, I think this next few games is massive because we've got um, Bournemouth on Sunday, uh, Newcastle on West Ham, I believe. Mm. Uh, and especially those two back to back home games. I don't think we've got a game in between them, have, have we? Don't so, contact, um, but. I know we've got the. Um, replay next week but but yeah I think um yeah the next couple of games is I think we are we're definitely in a relegation battle there's no two ways about it and the way Luton have uh, adapted them to themselves because everybody thought they were going to be camel fodder they won't get um, many points and and they got a really really good win last night against um, Brighton didn't they 4-0 so um and so I think, unfortunately, I think because I've got some family who are uh, Sheffield United fan, I think they they've gone basically. I, I, I just think they haven't got the quality to have a run of games and a, and get a run of uh, wins on the board to like put them in contention of yeah. staying up. So, um, so I think it's um, we're de- we're definitely in there. Um, Everton, whatever that they keep I mean, having every single week, it's like potential another charge, another charge, another charge, another charge. and. If the FA or what well, the Premier League have their way, they could be like minus fifty points by the end. They get their way with how many uh, potential point deductions that um, the media have been saying about then. And Luton, uh, Luton a bit like us, like last season, have really made the uh, Kenilworth Road a fortress, haven't they? And they are yep. picking up the odd uh, result on the road, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the next uh, few games are pivotal uh, for us. Um, we, we played Newcastle, uh, didn't we, on uh, Boxing Day and them to the sword, really, with some clinical finishing from Chris Wood. Uh, so, and then West Ham are a bit, a bit hit and miss, aren't they? Some yeah. some days they look fantastic, and other days they can't be arsed, like i.e. the replay what they had against Bristol a few weeks ago. So, yeah, like, next few games are massive for us, and uh, if we get say seven points out of those next games, I I think yeah, it just keeps us ahead above the water and hopefully we don't get a uh, huge point deduction which will undo all that good work if that does happen. But uh, yeah, the next um, few weeks are going to be pivotal um, in the season in my um, house.
2: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add just on, on last night's performance, um, I have to say Murillo and Omobam but especially Marillo, were outstanding. Um, I was slightly worried when I was watching the Blackpool game. Um, they both looked like most of most of Blackpool's threats came from really really sharp crosses, and they both looked a bit lost when that happened. But obviously Arsenal aren't the same sort of team, and up against Arsenal, they they looked really 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 good.
1: Yeah, Murillo didn't give Hazers um, a kick, mm. uh, did he? Until um, his goal, I mean, uh, he, he he defended really well, and um, and every time the ball went into Hazers, he, he got uh, a toe in or, or whatever, and then. Um, Hazus was getting a bit rattled, didn't he? Because he got booked for something. Yeah. Um, was it in the he's first half?
2: The
1: yeah, and Omar Bamideli, um, it's took him a long time to... And I think he, it's more more luck than anything else because obviously yeah. with the injuries in the, um, and obviously McKenna and Wall out of uh, favour and, and the lads going to AFCON and, and all of that. So he's got his chance and he's he, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? And yeah. uh, he's quite deceptive. You know, with his um, turn of pace, he is quite quick. And um, him and Murillo really uh, forged a really good p- uh, partnership. And I don't know how much English um, Murillo can speak, but and I'm not Obviously he's got a, like a really strong <laughs> Irish accent. So yeah, the language barriers kind of could, <laughs> could potentially be a problem there, but they've, um, they've, yeah, they've forged a really good partnership. It's just unfortunate that the clan behind them can't uh, do it, can't save anything, can he? <laughs> at times, so uh, so as soon as the, uh, the, the sort of the goalkeeping situation out, I'll feel more confident um, with us defensively. Because, like I said earlier in this match report, um, yeah, for all the good work on and Murillo and the rest of the team did defensively, it was undone by bloody poppered on the wrist, uh, in goal so uh, so yeah so um yeah hopefully we'll get a keeper in um by the end of the window
2: so uh we'll leave it there so uh slightly worrying times clowning goal and all that um but uh thank you very very much for listening uh thank you to you tom thank you to chris for the view from the opposition uh we'll be back um bristol next isn't it um, so we'll be back. With Bournemouth, a, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, sorry, yeah. So we'll on be back with report after that one. And then, um, so thank you again for listening. Um, this has been the 1865 Nottingham Forest podcast.